Is it worse to die an ignoble death at the hands of your enemies or at those of your supposed friends? Welcome, my mere mortalites, to another round of the book reviews. The book reviews for those who want to transcend beyond mere mortality. And today I have for you this book here, A Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway. This book was published in 1929 and it was part of the emergence of war novels in the decade after World War I with contemporaries such as All Quiet on the Western Front by Eric Maria Remarque. And it's the principal American war novel. They joined the war later than all of the rest in 1917. So there wasn't so many that were told by American fighters as they simply just did not have enough time to be part of the grand scale that was World War One. It's fictional, but almost in that Romana Clef style as it does incorporate or reflect many of the experiences of young Hemingway as he worked for the Red Cross in Italy as an ambulance driver in the period of 1917-1918. The main character is Frederick Henry, who is an American that speaks Italian and is a lieutenant, or as they constantly refer to in the book, Tenente, who is an ambulance driver on the front line. We start off the story with Henry in the front line in the Italian countryside. So this is in the mountains and mixed with his experiences with his friends, the priest, his colleagues, a surgeon, his major, all of these people getting drunk, having good food, trying to hit on the sexy nurses, going to the brothels, all of these sorts of things. He eventually gets injured and needs to be taken away for a long period to recuperate, to recover. So many months where he spends this in an, a big Italian city and he is joined by his love, Catherine Barkley, the sexy nurse. And together they experience the joys of life and his recovery. He eventually works for a period on the front line again before getting caught in the backlog of a massive retreat. And this is where he is unjustly persecuted by his own Italian friends and needs to escape, which he barely does with his life, before he makes a full escape from the country, taking Catherine and moving to Switzerland, where they then begin to start a family, have a child, and unfortunately ends in the deaths of her and his child. That's the plot of the book, and it's worth noting stylistically that it's quite different. It does have this very short, detached clip style of conversations of moving through. It also includes many references to Italian words. So he'll use tenente, he'll use words for their wine and the grippa and all of these different types of alcohol and other useful words that are just included in the Italian. And funnily enough, the book actually had a fair bit of censorship, even though as usual nowadays we look at it and it's like, damn, this is the tamest book ever. But it did have some references to or allude to some sex scenes, even though not graphic at all, which made it a target for censorship. So onto the main themes I gained from the book. And the first is a noble death. Is this possible or not? I alluded to this right at the start and I think under certain conditions it might be possible. A, it's probably very individualistic. So it's for the person themselves. So if a man dies trying to save his friend, he might feel that he's gained a noble death and his friend might feel that. But we looking from the outside might just see that as a tremendous waste of life, as another number in the many millions who died in the war. B, it certainly seems to be a young man's game. You don't hear that much about older gentlemen talking about the nobility of dying in battle, of going out to these places, and whether that's because their body just can't handle it anymore, so they are unable to prove themselves in this way. I think it's more likely that there's something in the mind of a young man 
where taking these extreme risks can be rewarded more later in life and that you can get this nobility and see it seems to be more available when it's a rarity most of the war books seem to come away saying there really isn't that much nobleness in the death but you can still see this more in our day-to-day lives where maybe a firefighter sacrifices their life to save someone or a police officer or something like that we will still see nobility in that but when it's this mass large-scale slaughter it's almost as if no there's nothing really noble in that because you are just a number the question i posed at the start is almost a trick question because For me, it seems ignoble is ignoble. Whether you die at the hands of your friends or at your enemies, it doesn't really matter if you're just being shot in the back or if your life just goes to waste. So this nobility and death, this aura that comes from it is intriguing, enticing, but it seems to be only under very certain conditions. And so it did get me thinking uh, a random hypothetical though. What would happen if the body, for example, just disappeared completely as if you were gone without a trace? You die and then your body just you know, vaporizes. Would there still be this nobility because there seems to be a lot of ritual and sacrifice done on ceremony to someone's body after they're done? You'll see this with people dying in Afghanistan, for example, and they're transported all the way back to the USA for a funeral. They've got the flag over their coffin. They've got all of these things. So I don't know, this whole concept of nobility and death for me seems quite strange, but it really does appear in many, many books and especially of war books of whether it is possible to have a noble death or not. The other theme this book evoked for me was apathy and it got me questioning, where does this come from? And well, war seems to be a pretty good place to find it. Now, if this comes from something inherent in the war itself, or it's more from the PTSD that a person might get afterwards, it's hard to say. But in the book, for example, Henry lives in a very muted world. And this stylistically might be the addition onto that, how Hemingway tried to show this, because it was all really in black and white. He might describe the food, the colors, all of these different things, the conversations, but it really just had this hollowness that rang throughout the book. This topic seems to just raise more and more questions for me, such as, does war bring alive the senses or does it destroy them? Is a good soldier apathetic or is it one who is desperate to live? I don't have the answer for any of these, but I just find it interesting, this real huge link between people going to war and then this dulling, this muting, this hollowness that seems to come from it. One thing I think that I personally believe is that there is almost a price to be paid for experiencing the highest of the highs. So when you're at war and you get these adrenaline dumps where you see, oh my God, I got to live and the person next to me died. You get to taste another day. You get to feel the vividness, the clarity of life. There is almost a downside to this in which when you don't get these things, it seems to just go away and then life becomes plain and dull and boring. On to some of my observations and personal takeaways. I didn't particularly like the clipped and detached style, especially in the conversations that he had throughout the book. The main character and was mostly with him and with his girlfriend slash wife. And I just didn't enjoy it. It seemed to be almost like one of those old movies or one of those old sitcoms where the characters are very brusque and short and they say things which just you wouldn't expect a normal human to say. I did like this narration though when it was individual action. So when it was him trying to escape from the enemy and then trying to escape from his friends, supposed friends, uh, I really like that movement, that action of the short detached clip style that felt more 
realistic to me in a way or I felt it was a good way of describing things but conversationally wise I just got bored and I think this is why I didn't particularly connect with the love story or the main characters of Henry and Catherine too much because they were detached they were out there they were having these weird conversations which didn't seem to make sense to me and didn't seem to be a normal relationship and I just went uh, you know I, I prefer more the parts where he's talking about the war so if you're really interested in this book for the love story, for the conversations, for the relationship, I would say mm, it might be worth to look elsewhere for that. One of the positive things, though, was it did make me want to visit Italy. I really like the descriptions of the countryside and also of the Italian way of life, of their joviality, of their, man, they seem to drink a lot. They were drinking at <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I don't know, the, that capturing of the Italian essence made me think, yeah, man, that seems like a really cool country. I'd like to visit there. So in summary, I would say the book is a detached anti-war novel that is relatively uneventful. I personally came out of it feeling as apathetic as the tenente in the book. Stylistically, it might have merit for this unusual clip style, this dullness, hollowness that rang throughout. But when it was applied to the conversations, it just really drove me away. I got a bit bored, although the actual story itself was okay. So I'm giving the book as a whole, A Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway, five out of 10. For my part, I would say there are better books out there from World War One of people who spent more time in the war, such as Ernst Junger, who was there from the very start and wrote about his experiences in Storm of Steel. And then just generally, I, I just couldn't connect with the book. So, Mere Modelites, we've come to the end of another book review, and I really do want to thank you for joining me up until this point. If you'd like to hear more, you can hit follow or subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening on. And if you could go over to Apple and iTunes and leave five stars and a nice review, that really does help me out. To interact or connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Mere Mortals Podcast. And other than that, I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. Kyron out.